We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's go, guys, into the Notre Dame offense. And this, at the end of the day, Duke played hard and they coached well and they did all that. But the fact of the matter is, is this game had no business being close. And I don't oh. want to hear they didn't have Jaden Thomas and they didn't have Jaden Greathouse. I don't want to hear it because Duke played that entire game without their All-American left tackle. Yep. Okay, so both teams were and, – and he is more important to Duke's offense than with – and I don't mean this thing disrespectful because those guys are good football players that Notre Dame was up without today – but Graham Barton's a lot more important to the Duke offense than oh, yeah. Jaden Thomas and Jaden Greathouse are to the Notre Dame yeah. offense, right? Notre so, Dame took advantage that's, that's big time right. the fact that he wasn't right. there. Right. That's not even that's not even disrespectful. It's not even like you're, you're Duke's pulling from a smaller pool of football right. players, and Graham Barton's their best one. So, and he's yeah. a preseason All American. Him and Joe Wall yeah. were almost consensus preseason All Americans this season. Either first, he was either first or second team with everybody. You know, so so you were missing two guys, and it, you know they're 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 we'll get into those, but this offense, forget the whole, like, okay, Jaden Thomas didn't play. Jaden Greathouse didn't play. Is that why Zeke Carroll had two false starts in the first half? You know what I mean? Like here's one of your starting wide receivers had a brutally awful game. He wasn't like, it wasn't like the guy filling in for Jaden Thomas had a bad game. It was a starter. You know, I mean, it was a starter. So like, I, I don't want to hear the whole, well, they didn't have this. They didn't have that. No, that that's not good because you didn't get beat because you didn't have Jaden Thomas. You didn't get, you didn't get beat for a lot of this game because you didn't have Jaden great house. You got beat in this game because your offense was not prepared to play at a high level in this game. It, yeah. it really wasn't yeah. guys. And, and it was a very head scratching performance. Cause like last week we said, look, Jared Parker called a really good game for a lot of the game, except in some crucial moments today. I, 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 I still am trying to figure out what they were doing. It just, there's a lot of head scratching stuff. Like they were playing into Duke's hands defensively with some of their zone, con- with some of their route concepts. It's like you guys are running right into where you know the safeties are going to be. This wasn't a game where Duke did a bunch of things we'd never seen before. Duke played who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, your run game was very slow, just slow developing. Everything was downhill. They did such a great, Ryan, this is the thing that didn't get, that, that, that got me. You did such a great job last week with mixing in your running back rotation 
and using sort of that thunder and lightning type of thing. Yep. That's exactly what they needed to do in this game. Right. And they just stayed with the slow nothing outside. downhill runs nothing the entire like- game. Uh, Ryan, I, I didn't understand. That was the, the, my first big beef with this game from a, a coaching play calling standpoint was was mm-hmm. that. And they never adjusted that. Like all the diversity, all the uh, all that was kind of gone today. And that was a little I kept waiting. Okay, this is a series going to put Jaden Jeremiah Love or Jadarian Price in a game and, and get outside. And they kept running toss to to um, to Audric. And there was two times I'm like, dude, if they had somebody with a little bit more explosiveness, those tosses are going in the first half. And uh, that was probably the the first thing that just really just kind of frustrated me a little bit tonight from a game plan standpoint. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Did, did Jadarian Price even carry the football tonight? No, he came in and passed block late blocked. in the game. And he, yeah. he, he, he yeah. led blocked uh, on some of those two-back yeah. Uh, yes. Sets. He was the lead blocker. I was lead blocking for Jabron Payne at one point, and that's yes. kind of like the only time I saw two four in the game. But I mean, honestly, like outside of that, which I think is malpractice, to be honest. Like Jeremy, where is Jeremiah? Love? Jeremiah Love needs to touch the football more. Like he does. Yes. They had that one drive. He had that fake punt, and then they gave him a jet sweep on the next play, and then you barely saw of him the rest of the game. Right. Like I barely saw of him. I mean, it, it's. I felt like I was in like that skit of like, you know, you need more cowbell. Like I'm, I need more Jeremiah love. Like, can I right. get more Jeremiah love? Like start ringing the bell here, man. Like, can I get it? Right. But it's, it's just, it, it was a frustrating decision-making, I guess. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, 
Because, Brian, what did we talk about all week? We talked about the strongest points of this defense for Duke by far. Secondary at cornerback is good. But their defensive tackles are very good football players. Yeah. And you were just like, you know, we're just going to work. They're, and they're big, they Ryan. Big all day. Like, like they last week, I understood a little bit of the downhill stuff because Mike Hall's really good and Talik Williams are really good. But they're – you're. Ty Hamilton's good, but you're bigger than they are. You could kind of lean on them a little bit. The one yep. thing we said this week is they're pretty big up front, but they're not super athletic up yep. front. Their linebackers aren't athletic. But we did say, what did we say about their linebackers? They're big kids. They're 230 plus pound kids. It's like they they played right into Duke's strength. Yeah. The whole game. And here's the other thing, too. They're guards for Notre Dame and this like Zeke Corral. Yeah, they had the two, the two false starts, but you're like, hey, you're a veteran. If you still play well, I can get over that. But he didn't. He I got his did. butt kicked tonight, and the two guards were game I've awful. Seen in a while, yeah. The entire was... interior, Jamion Franklin and Dwayne Walker and Peebles, they kicked Notre Dame's interior guys all night long, yep. and they just kept going back to it. It just it, that's what was really puzzling to me is like everything you had done run game wise that had got your run game looking so good in the first five games, you went away from in this yep. game, Vince, and I, and it, 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 I just. I really didn't understand it, man. It felt very, and I'm not talking scheme necessarily or whatever, but it just felt like they were banging their head against the wall with the, with the way that they were operating the run game. And it felt mm-hmm. very much like the last few years at Notre Dame where they're just going to run duo and zone or what. And again, I'm not saying that that's what they were doing, but it's like they just kept running right up the middle where Duke was the strongest. And it was, it was extremely frustrating and, I got a text late in the game, like, oh, they finally went to Audric. It's like he had 18 carries. Right. He had 18 carries. Right. He just finally got he just finally broke one on right. accident. You, you just like, didn't notice because like his first 12 were just incredibly ineffective. One He's yards, averaging like two under, yards, under, under two, two yards a yeah. carry. Like it was, yeah. it was well, Vince, he, he finished yeah. with 18 for 81. Yes. So that means until that last drive, he had 51 or that last carry had 51 yards on 17 carries. Right. That's literally three yards a carry right like, right it was a rough so rough that was night. that part was frustrating but i only put that on him so much guys no no, no, like no. He, the, i'm not the int- no. I, i'm i'm I, i'm sorry Mitch. keep going man i wasn't implying oh, okay That's yeah it, no, no, it's no. Just, the yeah. way that they were operating the run game was just yeah. incredibly frustrating to me it was incredibly frustrating and it wasn't helping open up the yeah. pass game and it was like okay hey we're gonna run up the middle on first down every time and right. it just puts them behind the chains and it was just it was it was frustrating it was incredibly yeah, frustrating and we had and i think what was even more frustrating about it to me brian we haven't seen that this year right and now all of a sudden this is what you're doing like this is your game plan like i i was really hoping for so like after the first drive I was like, oh, that was, you know, that was a pretty creative drive on the and that first drive. They go down, they score a touchdown. Yeah, they ran like, like that wide, that wide seam route yeah. that they hit against NC State. They ran on the like, second okay. play. They hit through a post route to Tobias. It was just off, slightly yes. overthrown. Need to see Tobias lay out for it, right? Sure. Like just off, just yeah. a little off. You know, so I, I felt really encouraged by that first drive, guys. I, I mean, did yeah, too. they needed the fake punt, but it's kind of like, well, that's because the false start. Zeke's not going to do that again, right? No, I agree with you he on did. that. He did. Ugh. You know, I mean, the, the other thing, the only thing, the, the only call I hated on the first drive, Vince, is that little angle throw to Audric. I don't have a problem with the throw. It's like, but but why is he the guy getting that ball? Right, exactly. Exactly. Why, why isn't that going to Jadarian Price or Jeremiah Love? 
right? That was the, there just was stuff like that. That's like, you think that you're going to give anything away by putting Jeremiah love in on third and 17 and they're going to make, Oh, right. angle routes coming. No, I mean, right. you know, I mean, they, just, didn't, they didn't notice that he was the up back on uh punts. So yeah, I mean, right. Like, right. <laughs> so uh, they didn't notice they had seven guys to the right of the football either. Like they didn't adjust like anyway, so, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, uh, we didn't talk about this beginning. I was disappointed in the manner in which coach Freeman got his team to play tonight. I, oh I was my gosh, very yes. disappointed in that. I didn't think that they came out at least offensively, especially, but even on defense, like they played well, but I don't think they necessarily played with like passion. tons and tons of fire. Yeah. You, you yeah know? There was no passion in the way yeah. that they were playing. I uh, agree. They were physical on defense, but they sure. didn't play like with like a lot of possess, you know, like a lot of, yeah. and that was disappointing, but I will say this. I thought he was aggressive tonight in his dis- head coaching decision making. I, that I liked. I mean, the fake punt, I, yeah. I loved it. On the first drive Nothing. of the game, going for it on fourth down on early, in, you know, in the first half was the first half where you know they went for it so, on fourth yeah. and two, and Sam picked it up. And by the way, great job yeah, by Jabron Payne when he yeah. saw that 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 uh, Sam was scrambling to turn around block. and block that guy. And then he yeah, blocked I mean, him he in. Might, like, he probably still picks it up, maybe, if still. Javon doesn't block that guy. But he turned a maybe a two-yard run into a seven-yard run. Yeah. Uh, but um, but I did like that. I, I I did like the aggressiveness. Sure. But then you get into the situation where it's like, what was it? When they when they tried that long field goal and then got a delay game. We'll talk about the train off. wreck of a special teams unit later. Yeah, but so there was a couple things like that, but I, I did like that type of stuff, you know. And in hindsight, twenty twenty, if you don't if you don't do that at the early in that game, you know what's what kind of happens late. You know, you need it. And it turned out to be a big moment in what was a low scoring game. So sure, I, I did like that. But I mean, you're talking about you ran for 159 yards in this game, guys. Yeah. 34 of it came on a fake punt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the other 30 came at the end of the game and, and you say, well, offensive line did what they needed to do. Well, he ran into the back of alignment because once again, they kind of they, they kind of blitzed into the play. Yeah. I thought Duke blitzed into the play. And and my one complaint about Duke from a coaching standpoint is I do think they went away from what got them there on that last drive. You know, you know it's and it, and it allowed Notre Dame to get some things there. But I mean. So just coaching wise, play calling wise, I'm going to, I'm going to, I hope that they post the all 22 tonight before 4 a.m. when I'm maybe might go to bed because I just can't wait to <laughs> you're watch. Gonna, you're going to dive into it tonight. There just you? was so much I just was frustrated by. And, yeah. and, um, yeah. let's talk about the quarterback guys. Okay. Yep. Let's, we'll talk about the heart and the last drive here in a minute, but I want to talk sure. about what led in before that. Yeah, this was a rough game for Sam Hartman, no in doubt. my opinion. And now, look, he had like three drops, you know, sure. uh, of plays that he should have made. But I will say he had at least two plays that had no business being completed that that Mitchell Evans made great grabs on, you know, in this game. He was just off kind of all night. Like he just didn't yeah. look comfortable with his reads. You know, the first couple, the first drive, he was getting that ball out quick, man. That seam route, great. The third down. Was it the first drive he hit that that little third or second drive? He hit that little out cut. Yeah, it was the second drive. He just threw that that little uh little stutter out to Mitchell Evans with a corner tried to jump or the slot tried to jump it. Yep. And if then, Sam doesn't throw that ball immediately and throw it with zip, that ball might get yep. picked off. I mean, and that low was a away. confident throw. I mean, yeah. But like once they got off script, I thought Sam looked this was the most uncomfortable I've ever seen him look in a game at Notre Dame. 
he really just did not look confident out there tonight. And it looked like he didn't have confidence in his players. Yeah. He didn't have confidence in the line. I, I, I don't know what it was, but he had a, it just like the, the crossing route to Rico that he just sailed. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple times I thought like, man, he's got Tyree in that window, man, put it on him, right. you know, and he just wasn't willing to let it go. So even though the receiver struggled, there were some times where it's like, that was there, man. You gotta, you gotta stick that throw on him. So I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till the the last. We'll talk about the last drive in a second. But just that, this was part of the thing that kind of got you there was just the fact that you just you didn't have a ton of opportunities in the pass game, Ryan. And the ones yeah. you did, you missed. Be, you know, from a quarter. We'll talk about the receiver stuff here in a second. But from a quarterback standpoint, there were too many. You said it in the text chain, Ryan. You said way too many missed layups in this game. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, I, yeah. It was. Because I I, I I peaked at the chat, right? Oh, you said that, Vince? Like, I'm sorry. He, my, my he bad. said layup. I, I said bad. that he was just <laughs> oh, off God. It, it, I'm just giving man. you crap, man. It's all good. But, <laughs> I mean, but Vince. It was I something mean, I, insightful, so I just assumed it was Ryan, not Vince. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, because I don't say I, much insightful things when I'm fuming in my right. basement with all the doors closed. Ryan's like, me. I got something great to say, guys. Shut up and let I, me say it. Go ahead, Ryan. No, usually I'm, usually I'm the one that loses my uh, train of thought. So I'm actually pr- happy that you guys were doing that for a second there. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam Hartman, because I've seen the chat and everyone is, you know, just trying to come to his rescue, right? Uh, you know, pressure on him tonight. Yeah. Offensive coordinator didn't call a great game. Yeah. Wide receivers were down. And all that is fair, guys, and to true. a degree. Yeah. But there were still a lot of things there that ball placement was just a massive issue right. all day. Just yeah. all, all day. Right. It was. It was a massive issue. Even the great play that Evans made with that one-handed catch and yeah. run after, it was a terrible ball. Right. It was a terrible ball. It oh, should have yeah. been batted and tipped and maybe intercepted. Like, it was an awful ball. So let's call this what it is, right? Sam Hartman had his worst game as a member of the New yeah. Game Fighting Irish. They still won. For... He showed up when it mattered most. Which for is great. 58 and a half minutes, Sam Hartman did not play good enough football for Notre Dame to win that yeah. game. For he 58 was, and a half minutes. There was there but, was just passes behind, passes yeah. in front. Like the ball placement right. was just off all like, day. Like Ryan, drops, O-line stunk. We'll get into that. Bad play calling. That's not why he sailed that ball five feet over Rico Flores' right. head. Right. That's not why he was unwilling to fit a couple of those throws over the middle to Chris Tyree. That's not why he threw balls way over Mitchell Evans' head. You know, there were other plays that he missed that that's not on him. Where's he supposed to go with that football? You're turning guys loose. Uh, you know, so so yeah, I mean, we you can say it's okay to say that, guys. It's not saying, oh, we hate Sam. I wish he was still awake. No, it's I mean, obviously, especially I, the last couple I, minutes, I, but but you can still I say literally I you want to say something? You want to hear something insightful I said in the chat, right? After bagging on Sam all night. What did I say that last drive? Sam Hartman, effing warrior is yes. exactly what I said. All right. And, so, and that's yeah. what it comes down to, Vince, because you and I yep. have talked about this, Vince, for years. You and I have been doing this together for years. And and what we've always said about quarterbacks is you don't get judged on what you do for the three and a half, first three and a half quarters. You get judged about what you do in the money time. I'm a big John Elway guy, right? There were plenty of games as a kid that I watched where John Elway played like crap for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, his team down 14. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And that's that's why it's so great to have a guy like Sam Hartman. Because everything yep. we just said is true. And you all can defend him all you want. But he did not play well. And I'll, you know who else will tell you he didn't play well tonight? Sam, Sam Hartman. Hartman will tell you he didn't play well that's tonight. That's why he didn't even want to talk about himself in the post Right. But here's the deal. You gave him that chance at the end. And I'll be honest, when they got the ball – 
at with with at the five yard line, I thought they were going to win until the fourth and sixteen. Like Ryan, I was with you on that. Like once they got there, I was like freaking crap. And once he starts scrambling yeah. around, I'm like, oh, it's over. It's over. Because like I, you don't think Sam Hartman's yeah. about to run for seventeen yards, but exactly. But here's the deal, guys. It's exactly. like this is why you get a Sam Hartman because let me tell you, every football team in the in 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 the world in in America is going to have days like this. Georgia had one today. Georgia had one last year against Missouri. And Duke is a whole lot better football team than Missouri was last year. You know what I mean? Go back to Debama's first title team in 09. They beat a really mediocre seven and six Lane Kiffin coach Tennessee team, and they needed three blocked kicks to win that game. Two of them, I think, by Terrence, two or three blocked kicks. Terrence Cody blocked two kicks in that game. You're going to have days like this, but this is why you have a guy like Sam Hartman. Because if you're Duke, you better not give him that last opportunity because I don't care how bad he played the first 58 minutes of the game. I just had this calm when the drive started. I had sure. a couple minutes of not calm <laughs> once it got going. It, but I just had this calm, like you guys screwed up. You gave Sam, you gave Sam the ball. He's got a couple timeouts. You guys are gonna lose this football game. And you don't you I wouldn't have felt that way last year. If 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 the if if the same situation came in last year's team, I'm like they're they're screwed. They're not going to win this football game. I didn't feel like this in in past years. I talked about when Notre Dame played Georgia in 2019, Vince, and they got the ball at midfield down six. I was like, mm-hmm. they're not going to win this game. Oh no, I, I win this no game. faith, no faith. But tonight I did, and it was because of it was one reason. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I now I will say when he was scrambling to the right on fourth and sixteen. I was like, Sam, don't run. You got to throw it. You got. Right. I was literally yelling yeah. at my TV. You don't know. You got to throw it. And he picks it up. Now, if I was in the press box or whatever, you would have been able to see that there was a ton of green grass in front of him. Yeah. But with the TV copy, you don't see that. Well, I don't care how much green grass. It's still Sam Hartman. You don't <laughs> think he's going to run for 17 yards on Seriously. <laughs> like, they're going to converge and stop right. him at some point. But right. um, you know what? Like, he knew that he was off. Yeah. I mean, he was 50%. He was a 50% passer. There were three times in this game where he completed consecutive passes. Three. Like, he had an off night, folks. Right. And he knew he was having an off night because on that fourth and 16, he was getting ready to let it go. And he's like, you know what? Right. I think I'm going to run this. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty self-aware for how this game was going for him specifically right. and the fact that he thought he could get it. So, you know what? They ended up getting it. I was scared out of my mind that they were going to try to kick a field goal to win it. And we'll talk yeah. about special teams. But yeah. they, you are absolutely right when you said this game was the polar opposite of last week. Yes. Because they got outplayed in the second half, but not the last two minutes. Not when it Both offensively well, and defensively. Exactly. It's in the last two minutes. about special teams, man. You exactly. Special teams. Well, hey, hey, real quick, though, Ryan, on that last drive. <laughs> it was a very unclean drive. He was yeah. throwing oh, off his back foot. He was scrambling. Around. I mean, it wasn't like uh, he was sitting back and just poised and just no. throwing dives. That's off to Elko had... for continuing to heat him up. Yeah. Like, that was – I actually – outside of the fact that you gave up a fourth and 16 run by the quarterback who's not super mobile, that was a heck of a defensive call. See, that, that by call them. right there was exactly the same mistake Notre Dame made last week against Ohio State. Sure, sure. Right? Sure. Like, you, you, those receivers were getting no release – there was no time to throw, you know, but, but here's the, the fourth, the, the, the drive as a whole though, guys, I mean, you had the false start by Tobias to start it. Don't know how right off happens. the bat Tobias then commits a pass interference on a ball. He should have caught. That was a dime. 
by Sam Hartman, by the way. And instead of that's a lack, and we'll get into bias here in a second, but like you get a 15 yard penalty. So it's what first and 25 now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they just kept battling back, man. And he just, he made the plays he needed to make. It was a, um, you know, and then Audric is another one. Audric was not good tonight. No, now Audric uh, wasn't good, not because Audric didn't play well. Audric was just, wasn't good because there was nowhere to go. He was running into walls, man. Right. Like, like I mean, again, I'll we'll, we'll look at the all twenty-two, Ryan. I, I it wasn't a game where I was like at times though because huh? man, there was some. I was actually impressed with him at times though because I'm like there's some plays where he's like just moving piles. I'm like there's right. nothing. But there, like man. last week there was a couple times I thought he made a wrong read. Remember the third and two before the fourth and one? I said you know he needs yeah. tonight. It was like he was he, he what Duke was doing to Notre Dame's run game was exactly what we always say you need to do, which is make the running back cut early. Right. And then there was some other weird stuff too, like the one play he runs into Rico Flores because they kept trying to do that counter heavy with Rico, and Rico would run through the hole and just keep running. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing, he's, dude? He's a, wide receiver. he's a wide receiver. But here's the thing: that's on you as a coaching staff. Why are you asking Rico Flores to do that? Like, especially when the play wasn't working early. Like yeah. that's not the kit because here's the thing. It's like, that's just you saying we're going to do something because the scheme has worked and it's worked very well with them when Jaden Thomas was in the game, but you don't have Jaden Thomas right. who's 30 exactly. pounds bigger than Rico Flores. That was another just of the head scratching calls. And they ran that late in the game too, guys on like the second to last drive. I think it was the, the driver, the, the second, not the one that the touchdown drive, but the one before that. Yeah. They ran a, they ran a, yeah, they, they went for a minus one. They got lucky. Because it ended up being a personal foul, I think, on the play, uh, I think is what happened. But um, yes, yes, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, and stupid just, penalty. By so I don't, I don't, I, I'll have to watch you all twenty-two to see if this is how, if this. But I didn't think Audric played bad. There just was nowhere for him to go. It was a rough night exactly. for him because the offensive line just got their butts kicked tonight. They yeah. really did. I, I, fe- I felt like offensively, play calling perspective. Didn't it feel like Notre Dame was just kind of like watch the film this week and they're like, you know, what? we're better than that team. We're just going to do whatever the heck we want. And yeah. that was just kind of yeah. like their thought process. Yeah. No, like, that's a good yeah, call. No creativity that we've that's, seen in the past. That's and there a was good no call. Adjustment. There was no adjustment at halftime in the run game at all. I mean, not run well in the first, in the second half outside of the last drive in the entirety of that football game. And yeah. you, you run well in the second, in the last of the game because they're also in prevents, right? Where they're not loading the box at times. Right. So, it was just a it was just a weird night offensively, but I mean I, th- I think you summed it up perfectly, Brian. Like it, it, it's Audric would have had to been superhuman to have a great night tonight because or a four three. Just, oh, well, I mean sure. that's the thing is like that, that always and, and that's that's some of the issues I had with the play calling is some of those plays you needed to hit that Duke defense quickly. You needed to yep. hit him like like last week. You needed to, that was an athletic Ohio State yes. defense, and you needed to crease it quickly. And they did that with Jadarian and with Jeremiah Love. And then this week, it's like we didn't see that hardly at all, yeah. and and uh, you know that was that was uh, frustrating uh, part of it. Let's let's talk about the the wide receivers. Okay. I, I thought Chris Tyree should have caught three more balls in this game. You know, he caught the ones that came his way. Did a nice job making a play on that one ball because that should have got picked off that over yes. route. Yes. I, now I I wonder if Chris. I think Chris I don't think Lucas, he saw the defender. Well, do you? I, but he made he made a play for the ball. But my thing is, I think Chris took that route too deep. Okay, I think Sam was expecting him to come underneath yeah. that safety depth. Like you Which can't run sense. that over on that post over. I don't think you can run that that deep. 
That makes sense. And and I just felt or it, it could it also made the be play that the receiver easier for the didn't safety. get to the post fast enough. Yeah. But that safety could have played either one of those routes. So I, part of me thinks that Chris Chris needs to see that safety depth and kind of come underneath it. Mm-hmm. Give Sam a little better chance. Sure. There's a couple other times I thought he was open more. I thought Rico yeah. played well and he had, he had that one drop, right? You know, he played yeah. well for being a freshman in game six. Sure. I was incredibly frustrated with Tobias Merriweather tonight. Okay, the first one you don't lay out. All right, you know, it is what it is. I, I would like to see him lay out. I just I don't know why we don't see more receivers lay out anymore. But it that, is what that's it an is. epidemic, I mean, man. I mean, you're six you're six four, man. Use your length, right? Right. But okay, move on from that one. He yeah. drops a crossing route, just kind of slowly puts his hands out, misses it, you know, maybe gets tackled for a five yard gain. Uh, that last possession, he gets a false start. Like, just where's your head at? Sam throws him a beautiful deep ball. He beat the guy off the line. And that's the frustrating thing. If you go back and watch that game, there's about four or five times. Tobias just flat beat his guy off the line. The, the, the play where they called the penalty and then took it back. Yes. That was a mistake on Sam. They had single high Tobias beat his guy off the line. Yeah, he had a couple steps. If Sam just gets to his top and just, just lets it, it go. Yep. You've got a you've got a big play. He had that guy beat. He had the guy beat on the last drive, but he just is playing with with. I mean, it's beyond no urgency tonight, guys. It yeah. was just, I don't know well, what it was. was. And then he played. He's playing with zero confidence right now. Right. Zero yeah. confidence right now. I was told he was dropping balls before the game. And that's a guy that's does, has lost his confidence in himself. When a receiver pushes off on a play like that, that's a guy that has no confidence in himself at that point in time. Go make yeah. the play. That was a really rough perf- – it, it was a really rough performance when the ball came his way. And you you say, well, why doesn't Sam throw in the ball more? It's like, well, you got to earn that. And you had your chances tonight. And here's the deal. With no Jaden Thomas, with no Jay Greathouse, they needed Tobias to step up tonight, and he didn't. Right. And that was frustrating. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It, it was very frustrating because, like you said, it's the effort stuff more than anything for me. Because, like, people are going to drop passes, right? Like, no wide receiver is perfect. We always laud guys like Larry Farrell, but, like, you know, they they drop passes too. Jerry Rice dropped passes. Everyone's going to drop passes. But it's the how people respond to things, right? And it's how their process and it's their effort that they put out. And even that non-pass interference call, Brian, like you're 100% right. Sam needs to get that ball out a lot earlier and not right. break the pocket for sure. 
But like, what is that effort? What are exactly. what's the effort to come back? You may to draw the penalty if you do a better job there. You probably sure. do. You probably sure. do because that ball would have been deemed catchable <clears throat> if he would have just stuck his foot in the ground, come back, and you would have jump up, put your hands out like this, make the guy run through you. Or, exactly. or better yet, maybe you make the catch. Who knows? Like, right. I don't know what happens if, if you make right. that effort, but I don't know what it is with Tobias right now. He's an incredibly talented kid. We've we've talked about it in nauseam at this point. Six four, five, very good athlete. But there's a I don't want to say a mental block, but I want to say that there is a lack of confidence right now. And I think there's a little bit of soul searching that needs to happen yes. with him individually, but also soul searching with this whole team. This right. whole, this, this game. The, yeah. Like, the whole offense these, for sure. The offensive yeah. side, yeah. This is one of those ugly football games where, yes, you're fortunate to win, right. but afterwards you need to kind of sit down and be like, you need to evaluate some things, right? You need right. to reevaluate your efforts, reevaluate why were we in the right. position that we were in when we were so much more talented than that team across. And Tobias is in that boat. He is. He's yeah. one of the guys that you look at and say, Tobias, you have all the talent in the world. Yeah. We still believe in you. Ultimately, you need to figure out what's going on in there, yeah. man, because that that drop on just that simple drag route over the middle, like that's inexcusable. That yeah. stuff you cannot excuse. It was, I want to, I, I, I don't want to say the L word because of how that's perceived, but there's, it, it just was just no effort, man. Just, just yeah. no effort on that throw Vince, yeah. none. And I'll, I'll say this. Here's the interesting thing. I, I've heard some things about coach Stuckey's coaching style that um, have me a little concerned about, whether or not some of these things can be fixed because here's the deal you need to be able to hold tobias accountable but you've got to do it in a way and, and ryan you started to hint at this but vince i, I really want you to, to dive into this you've got to find a way to hold tobias accountable but fix this because you can't just bench him you're going to need him right. in future games to win football games so if the good coaches right it's like uh, what was the game um the the colorado state colorado game yeah. When the Horn kid, well, what's his first name? Jimmy Ryan. So Jimmy Horn makes a, I think he like just dropped a ball. Just, just made two like really bad plays. Comes off yep. the sideline. Dion grabs him in his ear. Now, you know, he's telling him, you know, like what he's got, but he's like, we need you. We right. need you. And that kid steps up and made some huge plays after that. Right. So there's gotta be accountability, but it's gotta be done in a way that's just not beating the kid down. It's like, buddy, here's why you got to be better. Cause we need you to be better and then find ways to do it. And then if he doesn't respond to that, then you've got to make decisions, but they're going to need Tobias guys. He's too, too talented not to play. But at the end of the day, talent, what, what's the expression we all, you and I always talk about when we talk about recruiting, right? Potential does not win football games. Production does. And right now, six games in, we're having way too much conversation about, about Tobias from a potential standpoint, not a production standpoint, because the guy that we see in practice, the guy that we see at other times is not the guy that we're seeing on, on Saturdays. Right. And that that's a problem. It's that's a huge a problem. Yeah, no, it's a huge problem. And they're going to need to figure out, you know, th this is where, well, to be honest with you, this is what I love about coaching. And I, I think you're the same way, Brian, the, the best part about coaching is figuring out what makes these guys tick. And you've got to figure out what makes, Tobias Merriweather tick. What is going to get him to play, you know, to his potential, to hit to where he needs to be? What is it right. that you have to say? What is it that you can do right. to 
you know, get these guys where you need him to be and him specifically. Because right. every player is different. You, right. you know, you've got to find the right notes to hit with right. that kid. And they need to find it with Tobias right. because they can be a very dynamic offense. And he can be a very big part of it. They can if he if yes, he becomes a part. Like point. I think people are yes. saying, like you know, I, Kenny Moore says, I don't know, Brian, something is missing with Tobias. Exactly, right. exactly. I'm with you. Somebody else says he seems like there's no fire in him. Exactly. Like, I don't disagree with you, and you guys. We don't disagree with any of you all at all about uh, what he did tonight. It was it was awful. It was bad. Really it bad. It was it yeah. was like, do we need to find somebody else bad? Like it was that bad. But the fact of the matter is his skill set is, is unique enough and his talent is too great that you can't just push him aside. You need him. You've got to figure out a way to push those buttons because what we saw tonight, guys, is completely unacceptable. And I hope yeah. Tobias feels that way. I really yeah. hope that yeah. I hope that Tobias's pride was hurt tonight, that he's got to look in the mirror and say, dude, I'm so much better than that. And then, OK, right. yes, you are. Do something about it because he is a very talented player. But Stucky needs to be able to push the right buttons. And sometimes, guys, it's it's a butt chew. And sometimes it's put your arm around a kid and say, yeah, exactly. buddy, you're, you're better than this. We need right. you. Because they are going to need him. And yeah. and and he hurt he hurt them tonight. It wasn't just him. This isn't like, oh, the offense was great except for Tobias. There's plenty of people that played poorly. Oh, yeah. But when you're making stuff, when when effort is not – when effort is the part of of the reason that you didn't play well – that's a different problem than like rock. We'll, we'll talk about the line. Rock with Spindler, Pat Coogan played poorly tonight, but I won't sit there and say they played like they didn't want to be out there. Right. They played, they were, they were just jaw. They were just, you know, they just got their butts kicked and played poorly. Their technique was bad and all that. We Tobias is, he needs to be better. His effort needs to be better. His concentration needs to be better. And his production needs to be better. And it can, and, and, you can only you can only give them so much. There's only so many opportunities you can give a guy before it, it comes out to look. I don't care what your position coach does. I don't care. There's some things that I think Coach Stucky needs to fix and correct that he's doing because we're seeing when issues are happening throughout a position group. That's a coaching problem, right? When half your lineup is out because of hamstring injuries and the other half of your lineup that played are also battling hamstring injuries, because that's the thing I've, I've been told that Tobias and Chris Tyree are also both dealing with hamstring issues that are limiting them. But you've got to kind of tough through that. Yeah. Right. I mean, Mitchell Evans was dealing with that. He had a, he messed his ankle up tonight. But on that last drive, he toughed it out and went and made a heck of a catch on third and ten. Caught that ball short of the sticks, guys on that third down route caught it short of the sticks, but he said, you're not stopping me from getting the first down tonight, you know? And, and that's just something we need to see from Tobias. He's got it in him. He just has to bring it out, man. Yeah. Potential's yep. there, but it's just, we got to stop talking about potential with him. Uh, rest of the receiving core. We talked about Tyree Rico. I thought Rico played it. Like if Tobias Merriweather can match Rico Flores's effort, it's going to be a heck of a football player. Agreed. Heck of a football Agreed. player. Rico made freshman mistakes. Yeah. I mean, he made freshman yeah. mistakes. And this is the first time that they've really leaned into him because they had to because of the injury situation. I mean, they they were depleted and they had to really lean into Like right now, ideally, you want Rico Flores to have 10 to 15 snaps. Right. You know what I mean? And he can go ball out on those 10 to 15 snaps. That wasn't the case tonight. He had to be out there the whole game for the most part. Until the, you know, except for when they went to like twelve and thirteen, and even then he was out there for some twelve. So yeah. you know, he played well for what he was asked to do, and he's just going to keep getting better. So I have yeah. zero issue 
with the way Rico Flores played today. Yeah, played his he played hard, guys. Yeah, that's the thing is, I, I, Ryan, you and I talk about this all the time. I can live with mistakes. I can live with I can live with drops. Like it, sure, it's not even the drops that Tobias had tonight that really bothered me. It was the body language and the, the effort that came with those drops. That's what bothered me. Rico had a drop tonight. Rico had a couple bad routes, but Rico played hard. Yep. That's the difference, you know. And um, he, Rico's a dog, man. I mean, yeah. call it what it is. I mean, we, yeah. we, we and this was a obvious thing. We knew that Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores, coming from the schools yeah. that they come from, were going to be mentally prepared to yep. have this type of performance, right? Like not again, disappointed. They haven't. And Vince, yeah. you may, I mean, you're 100% correct. It, a couple freshman mistakes, like you would always expect from a kid that's 18 years old. Right. But Rico Flores carries himself like a seasoned vet and a kid that wants the football. I mean, he had that one reception where he broke like a tackle after, and you could just get up and you could just you could see the swagger, man. Like you could just oh, see yeah. it. There was also a play on the last five where I think Sam scrambled and then maybe I think he ran for like a shorter gain or whatever. But Rico was playing backside, and you can see Rico still fighting to get open, right. man, and getting his hand up. And I'm just like, that's urgency, right? He plays with yeah. urgency that the Bingo. receiver core needs to play with because he is a kid that, from the moment he stepped foot on campus this past fall, I mean, this past spring, excuse me, he wanted to be that guy. Like, he yep. wanted to be that guy. Ryan, and can, can, I need to say this to you, and I want you to respond to it. Yeah. For me, it's a problem when your two freshmen are your hardest effort, best effort guys. Like to me, that 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 says a lot about the veterans and the preparation of this team. Because, like you said, Rico didn't get developed into being this kind of dude. Rico showed up this way. Jaden Greathouse didn't get developed into being what he is so far at Notre Dame. He was developed this way at home and at Austin Westlake. That's a problem. That's a problem to me that needs to get addressed, but that's another a conversation for another night. Before we get into the defense, guys, we got to talk about the offensive line. This we was a – and got across the board, including Joe Alt. This was a rough night. Like, I, I'm singing Joe Rudolph's praises last week, and this doesn't mean, like, oh, Joe Rudolph was a bad hire. I can't stand when, like, a guy has a – coach has a – his unit has a bad game, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, he should never have hired him. You know what I mean? But tonight, Joe Rudolph's offensive line got their butts kicked. And, you know, you could say part of it was the game plan, but mostly it was just they got their freaking butts kicked. Um, not firing off the ball, getting losing the pad level battle all night long, not driving their feet inside through contact. not And just they looked unsure. A lot of times, like especially like with Blake Fisher and Rocco, they looked unsure of what Duke was doing. Yeah. Like they weren't prepared to handle – the movements, Vince, I don't know if you saw the same thing. And Ryan, I want you to comment on, on it after Vince. But th yep. this was a unit that that symbolized sort of the entire offense. Right. Just unprepared to match Duke's physicality, unprepared to match Duke's toughness, and, and, and unprepared just generally for what this game was going to be about. That was the most disappointing thing after what I thought was an excellent performance from this unit a week ago against a – uh, honestly, a more talented defensive line. Right. They did not bring it today. And, and again, guys, from left to right, this isn't Joe Walt played great and everybody else played like crap. They all played poorly tonight, in my opinion. Yeah, and it was there. 
I don't, I'm not going to knock their effort, but I'll knock their execution and I'll knock the fire and things of that nature because, you know, there were times where it felt like they were just going to the wrong place and they were turning some guys loose and they would double team a guy and let one guy come completely scot-free in pass protection. Like that was, that was troubling for me. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, there was one time where, where Pat Coogan, turns to his left to double team the defensive end and the defensive tackle just comes right through right. untouched like, like one one on one like we'll be you, you know just pick him up you know and so there was a lot of and I think you said it already there was a lot of confusion it felt like uh or indecision I think that's a better word there was indecision and so they were a step slow picking certain things up and that bothered me because I did think that they played well against Ohio State Nobody is going to say that Duke's defensive line is better than Ohio State's defensive line. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And, and Notre Dame wasn't prepared to play against Duke. And that is, it leads to a bigger picture problem, you know, with, with the preparation offensively for this game, obviously. We've seen this line play better against better competition. So maybe this ends up being an isolated, you know, situation. Maybe. But it was very, very disturbing for this night. That was my issue yeah. with the whole thing. They they got their butt kicked, man. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, the first drive, they said, Dwayne Carter, at 6'3", 305 pounds, you're our best player. We're going to put you at defensive end. We're going to make a statement that you are not going to be able to run the football on us, buddy. Like, they, they, they dare. And Dwayne Carter throughout most of the night, in my opinion, was the best player on the field for either side for a large portion of the game. Jamie on Franklin played a good football game. Like we took, we, uh, that was two of the players that we mentioned all week is good players, man. Like Pat Coogan, Rocco Spindler, Zeke Corral need to come with their lunch pails ready to play those dudes. Cause they're going to play hard and they're going to play physical and they're tough dudes. I mean, Jay, I, I think Dwayne Carter is going to be a 150 pick this year in the right. NFL draft. And Jamie on Franklin is going to play in the NFL too, in some capacity like, I, the players, but ultimately, I love that kid. Can I say this, Ryan? I'm so happy for, I mean, I, I, look, I, I'm, I'm glad he didn't get a win tonight, but I love <laughs> it. He played so well. Because and not only that, but like this is a kid who's had to deal with his dad battling cancer in college. His mom has battled cancer in college. He's done like fundraisers and stuff to try to help raise money for his mom who's sick. And the kid still steps up to the plate every day and battles his butt off. He and he's not, I mean, maybe he plays in the NFL, Ryan. Maybe not. I don't I don't know. It's not I'm not an NFL guy, but like he's not a guy that's like, I gotta do this because I'm gonna be a first round draft pick. Oh, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, this is that's, a kid that's why he went back to school for six right. years. So, yeah. This is a kid that plays the game because he loves playing the game. Yeah. Right. And this is a kid that left Notre Dame, could have gone to any school, you know, could have gone back to Maryland, got a, you know, generic degree. He chose to go to Duke. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love that kid, by the way. I, I do. And, and I'm, I understand why he transferred, but he did, he got a raw deal, in my opinion. That kid should be playing for Notre Dame right now. And for all the stuff about, oh, they, they need more beef up the middle. Could you imagine if you were bringing that kid off the bench for 15, 20 snaps and you were able right. to, you know, with Howard Cross and stuff like that? Like, but that's a different story for a different day. And it wasn't this coaching staff that did that. So right. I don't want to go too much into that. But yeah, that, Ryan, they, you, they got their butts kicked on the edge, on the outside. But it was really the lack of preparation yeah. for what Duke was going to throw at them and the lack of adjusting once you saw it. That was the biggest head scratcher yeah. for me. 
I would say it like this. I don't think that the coaches put the offensive line in general in a great position to be successful fully in this football game. But at the core of it, I I mean, they just got outplayed uh, for the most part. You know, like I didn't notice Blake Fisher tonight, really. So I'm going to assume that he wasn't awful. Joe Walt had that one bad pass rush where he gave up and sacked RJ Oban in, in, you know, at the course of the game. But I, I'll, I'll phrase it like this. I think that Pat Coogan played poorly. I think Rocco may have played worse than Pat Coogan. And I no. think that Zeke Carell played his worst game that I've seen him play in two years. Like, I just think that he was very, very bad outside of the two false start penalties, which is just uh, not hilarious, but like a center getting a false start is still like a, yeah. a, a mind blown that that happens twice. Yes. Oh, I know two. And then, I mean, the one play Dwayne Carter, Oh, that was that was grade. reminiscent of BJ Raji and Eric Olson yeah. back in 08. You remember that play, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. He like put, it was in, reminiscent of that. He uh, put him know. into the ground. Like now, I will say this: was, Zeke yeah. came back and battled after that. He still played poorly. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And uh, that was a big reason why. That's why I said I'm not. When I say Audric didn't have a good night, it's not yeah. that I, I don't think Audric didn't play well. I, I think right. they. They should have done things differently coaching-wise that should have got him going. That was the other thing. You're getting your butt kicked inside. You, Duke's putting all this. Can I get a jet sweep? Can I get right. a reverse? Get can, I get a, can, I, can I get a toss play to your speed backs? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just that, – They're that's tough the inside, so why don't we force them out of their comfort zone? Right. right? I mean, like, that's the basics. Or why not yeah. use their – you know, because you know, Notre Dame's faster than Duke. Remember the – Vince, remember use the it. one play that they ran off tackle – I think actually what in, in the, the backside safety just crashes off the edge because he's not worried about the a reverse or anything like he just just crashing off the backside edge, blows up the run. Yeah, came up it's the like, backside. Yeah. And, and the thing is, Vince, one of the things we've praised, this is what was so frustrating. One of the things we've praised the Notre Dame staff for the first five games was just how good they were designing run game coming in and adjusting yes. the run game during. And we really didn't see any of that tonight. That was uh that yes. was frustrating. That was very frustrating. <laughs> very frustrating. Because like I, I, and I said this early on, it was like, this felt like last year's run game and with no adjustments. And we were praising the run game all year yeah. until tonight. And it, again, I hope it's an isolated problem. Like yeah. it's not something that's going to fester because for the first five games, that wasn't the case. And now in game six, it's like, nope, creativity in the run game's yeah. over, you know, and that, that was incredibly frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. I will say this: the one false start that they called on the field goal attempt was a total. That was not bull a false call. start. That, that was, was a not, total bullcrap yeah. call. This officiating crew sucked. I know it's a shocker because now it didn't cost them the game. That's why I didn't talk about it earlier. This was a terrible officiating crew. They did get the punt right. I mean that the the one that they yeah, called but, out at the. But one you're not allowed to review it. Are you not really? They they said that on the they thing. They're said. like, "Oh, that's our bad. We're not allowed. You, they should not have been allowed to yeah, review that play." That's what the expert said. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Like, uh, can you believe that? Like, and it, I would have liked yeah, another nineteen Vince, yards. It's an ACC crew. Yes, yeah. I can absolutely believe that. Fair enough. You I, know, I, I, I would I would not have admitted that if I was on TV. By the way, no. No. Well, you know what? I give no. I give the I give the officiating expert some credit for being like, you know what? Yeah. I was wrong on that one. You can't review sure. that. Yeah. You know, because he threw those ACC officials yeah. right out of the bus. Duke got yeah. called for two penalties. One of them was a fit. They, I think they were both personal fouls. Or I mean, the, the, well, one was the the person pass interference. The other was a personal foul, and they were very obvious calls. That's the only two penalties Duke he got threw called down for in night. front of the referee. You should have called three like, holdings on Duke at least. 
you know, there's two other pass interferences that they should have called. It was a horribly officiated game. I just wanted to throw that in there now because we're not yeah. blaming that for why the game was right. the way that but it was bad. It was. It but was I'm bad. so sick and tired. Like if I'm Jack Swarbrick, I'm on the phone saying, like, you want to know why we're not ever going to join the ACC as a full member? It's because every time we have one of your crews do our game, we get completely screwed, like yeah, completely right. one-sided and targeting, targeting to somebody's hip. Like, yes. That was well. That I, I actually the, the is a legit rule. Like that's act, like you can't leave with the crown of your helmet if you hit the guy in the thigh. Right now, it just but it just goes back to that should not be something that is an ejection. And now Jordan Pataho can't play the first half of next week's game. Right, but like that should not be a penalty. That should not be an ejection. Like if you want to make that a penalty because you want to stop guys stop leading with the crown of your helmet. Right, fine. But they need to get rid of the whole ejection part of it. That's not the kind of play that should result in a guy missing the rest of this game. And, and in the, the first, first half, half of next yeah. week's game, right? Like I get right. it because he got hurt on the play. Like it's you, a guy. A guy could go, paralyze on that kind of hit. Putting sure. your helmet into a guy's bone hip—that's dangerous. I I, I I hate ejection though because it's not like he was intentionally trying to correct Riley Leonard. Correct. You know what I mean? Like it's not like correct. he's leading helmet to helmet where it's like that, that guy's trying to cave that a dirty hit right head in right? right. Like yeah, right. It's not, that. It's not like the kid from Louisiana Tech that like curb stomp the guy in the game yesterday yes. you know what i mean yes. like that's why the ejection part right the ejection needs to get rid of because of that and because of just the subjectiveness overall of the yeah. call right you know but anyway that's uh that's enough for this the for that can, can we talk about one player in particular can i throw this here can we do it go for it mitchell evans man oh i kind of thought we yeah he was a freaking <laughs> stud tonight so hey can we all agree that Bo ba- Brock Bowers is the best tight end in college football. Sure. Can we oh, agree yeah. on that? Oh, yeah. But can we also agree for the last two weeks that Mitchell Evans is making a strong case for <laughs> number two? TE2. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're I putting mean, your team together. 30 something this week, right? Like, yeah. And, and Ryan, they were clutch. Yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. Yes. Like, go ahead, he, Ryan. He, talk talk he, about Mitchell Evans, man, since we since we forgot about him. He looked like a young Mark Bavaro tonight, man. Yeah. Like he looked like he was dragging dudes all over the field. It was nuts. Yeah. It was it was absolutely insane. I, I'll say this about Mitchell is that I I think that I underestimated his pass game potential yeah. in the past. I did. Because I thought he was a good solid receiver, but like you hadn't seen it coming into this year. And then early in the season, it was more about holding Stace early on. Yeah, and it was. Explosive plays. And, and he wasn't dependent upon to be that guy until the last two and a half football games, right? But now you're seeing yeah. like a evolution as a football player here because he's already been developing into a pretty good blocker as well. Like he's done a good job in the run game. Although but, I thought tonight he was off in the run game. Uh, well, I think everyone was off. Everyone, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but Ryan, like, okay, first catch converts his his first catch was you know nice. It set up the first drive, right? So that was good. Then his next catch converts a third and thirteen. Yep. His next catch converts a third and three. And then late in the game, last drive of the game, he converts a third and ten. I think at another drive, another catch, I believe that converted a third down. Like yep. that's the other thing too. It's it's one thing to put up numbers. Ryan, that numbers are fine. Numbers are great, but like we, you, we, you and I always talk about numbers. Numbers gotta gotta mean something too, right? There's a lot of hollow numbers out there in in, in football, right? But Mitchell Evans' numbers tonight, not at all hollow. You yeah. know what 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 did he finish with tonight? He had, um, he had six for one thirty four. Six for one thirty four, and three of them moved the chains on third down. 
two of them moved the chains on third and 10 or longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on and on two and on the two third and longs, he caught the ball short of the sticks on both of them. But he said, "I'm getting the first down, and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it." I'm sorry. That, right. that that one-handed catch he made was one of the most. And, and we've been spoiled with tight ends over the years, right? You yeah. talk about Michael Mayer recently. You go back to the Tyler Reiferts, the Cole Komets, the Kyle Rudolphs, like all those yeah. dudes in between. That may have been one of the best plays I've ever seen a tight end make at Notre Dame. Like, that was sensational. And he's man. done that it two catch. weeks in a row, Ryan. He's done it two weeks in a row. Yeah. It wasn't a that, fluky oh, yeah. catch. When he, like, like, caught it and tipped it to himself. And, yeah. like, I mean, that was next level, man. I, Incre- and he made that last hands. third and ten on on a bum ankle because yeah. he was hobbling around out there. So, you know, that's the thing is the, the kids showed a lot of heart tonight. I, I'll, I'll give them that. They did. They showed a lot of heart tonight. And Mitchell, but Mitchell Evans is the one guy that I thought brought it from start to finish. I will say this too, on the third and ten. Do you guys remember the second drive of the game? And it was they ended up punting on the drive. It's when they they lined up for the field goal, got the false start. Did you see the blitz pickup that Audric had on that third and thirteen that even yeah. gave Sam time to get that ball off? It's a heck of a. There was two free rushers, right? Yep. The first right. one, and he bought him just enough time. Yeah. I yep. That, one. that was, and Sam. That was one of Sam's best balls of the night because he he, he stepped into it with a guy in his face. Right. I mean, right. that was a heck of a. He had a couple throws like that tonight where he he threw balls where he had dudes in his face and he was able to complete those throws. That was. I mean, he did get. He got. This was the most pressure he's faced all season. Duke was in the backfield a lot of this game, a lot of this game. 